I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robinson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today is my good friend, McKelly Barrett. McKelly, what is up? We are in lockdown here. Uh, I'm already bored by this. And I woke up at 6 a.m. this morning just to have all the numbers I could on this top five. Mm -hmm. And... This will sound completely crazy, and it is completely crazy. Uh, this is just where we're at right now, and you're you're ahead of, of where we are in the U.S., uh, especially in Oklahoma. It took uh, until yesterday for OKC to declare a state of emergency, one of the last two states to declare it. Oh, what a mess. But we're here to talk about the top five point guards in the NBA as of today so a few housekeeping items before we start so no Steph Curry on our list because Steph hadn't played this season and it's about this season and about how they've played next LeBron not a point guard he's passed a lot he handles the ball very well he always plays with a point guard almost and uh, so we did not include LeBron are there any other anything else? Luka Doncic is a point guard. Anything else? Yeah, well, I think we should at least say a few words on on why we didn't include LeBron here. Mm-hmm. And first, it is based on NBA.com positioning. Uh, since since both me and Andrew tried probably to to use numbers to come up with a with a ranking, LeBron is not the point guard. Um, and I am convinced, I'm not sure on the percent because I don't have all the numbers in front of me, but if I included LeBron in my simulation, he will probably be at the top of the list. LeBron has been, I think, the second best player in the league um, for 65 games, uh, or, well, the full season probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, LeBron, he's one of the two best players, and I think it would be very very interesting to put him in the forward competition because like face having him and Giannis in the same category will be very very interesting yeah. so we, no we left him question. out yep yeah I think that makes I think it makes sense to me and having probably LeBron versus Giannis is maybe a more interesting conversation than LeBron versus this crew yeah point guards well Probably you would be interested to see how Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic basically performs against a guy like LeBron, at least yeah. statistically. And we may include him in the forward as well, just for the sake of, well, we said it would be interesting, so we will do it. But um, but yeah, I think Luka plays a completely different, well, a different style. Like the Mavs are really giving Luka the, the ball to start every single possession and he's doing point guard work since he was 16 in Real Madrid. He's just like a 6'8 point guard to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I feel the same way. Every time I watch the Mavs play, I'm not confused as to who the point guard is. It's it's always Luka. So. Yeah. Uh, Okay. You want to start at five or do you want to, why don't you tell everybody who you included? I, I have a much smaller list than you. Because there were only s- seven players that I considered for this top five, and they were Trey Young, Kimball Walker, Damian Lillard, Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Luka Doncic. Um, and then tell tell us your list. Uh, I think I might have skipped Kemba because of the of one issue that I realized I had on Kyle Lowry. Um, so let me just see if this is true while we are discussing, I will try to update my rating. Um, basically I included all the, the guards, uh, that played more than 45 games and more than 25 minutes per game. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I took a bunch of counting stats and I will now tell you which ones are uh, the net rating, the true shooting percentage or the effective field goal, one of the two. Uh, it doesn't really change much. Uh, the usage rate, which I'm not entirely convinced should be together with the scoring, for example, but right. let, let us put it out there for, for, for now. Minute played, um, points, assist, turnovers, um, steals, points in isolations, points in pick and roll, and winning percentage of the team with uh, the player on the court. Um, basically, I just took the record while that player was playing and I excluded the games uh, where the, the player uh, didn't play. Mm-hmm. I normalized all these numbers. Uh, so these are all one, two, through zero. Um, zero, you are the worst of the of the group. One, you are the best of the group. And you basically sum up the contribution and you'll get a final rating while you are will um, discuss your methodology i'll try to include ben simmons and kemba walker which for some reason disappeared from my list yeah so i uh refuse to use guys like ben simmons in my uh <laughs> in my exercise and uh, guys like kyrie irving and he may not have qualified based on uh, the no, criteria no. that you set anyways but uh yeah. There's been a ton of drama on your team. I'm sorry. I'm not going to, you don't count for this <laughs> rating because I don't want you as my point guard. Uh, so the categories I use are real plus minus from ESPN. I use mm-hmm. PER, John Hollinger's mm-hmm. old number that people are now saying is obsolete, but people still use all the time anyways. Uh, yep. True shooting percentage, usage rate, wind shares, box plus minus, VORP, potential assists, mm. uh, Isolation points per possession, pick and roll points per possession, and then uh, points per game on drives. Oh, wow. This is a very, very good set of, of numbers. I really like that. Yeah, I was just trying to think, like, what do you, what do I want from a point guard? And yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of it. And I, I wanted to put a little bit more shooting stuff in there, but I think that true shooting percentage is sufficient. Yeah, no, 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 that's that's really good. Um, now I understood why my rating did not include Simmons and Kemba Walker. It's because they basically don't use isolations. Mm-hmm. Um, now I will put them up in one second and I'll have them ready. Um, I think that having potential assist there instead of regular assist is very good. Um, the PR and the usage maybe are a little bit... Um, basically the same statistic uh, mm-hmm. one counts the results the other counts the amount of possession that you use uh, but it's still fine to have them uh, yeah i think that we should really merge our uh say two set of measures and see uh what is happening mm-hmm. okay now i have both kemba walker and ben simmons and things are extremely interesting now okay i'm glad that i include them so basically the top 10 players I have in my rating now are in not in the right order. Kyle Lowry, Luka Doncic, Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook, Ben Simmons, Trey Young, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, James Harden, and a few others that I I probably don't have a Mitchell and Drew Holiday. This is my top 10. So which, you did include Mitchell as a point guard? Yeah, I did because of the large amount of time that he spent as a point guard when Conley was not there. Yeah, and I think that if I if I have Donovan Mitchell in my team, I want him to have the ball in his hands. And mm-hmm. it's similar to the argument that I would use for James Harden. We mm-hmm. know that probably Russ is using a lot of more of initial possessions for Houston, but I still find uh, well, if I have to build a team from scratch and you give me James Harden as a point guard or a guard, I would probably take him as a point guard, a guy that will handle as many possessions as he can for my team. So this this is also why I don't see really LeBron as a point guard here, because I really like LeBron together with another point guard. I would love to have Chris Paul and LeBron James on the court, with Chris initiating and then LeBron using um, secondary possessions or stuff like that. So I'm sure LeBron would like that too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it would be extremely effective because, I I mean, he can post up, he can um, work as a screener, 
he can do a lot of stuff without the ball in his hands. And then maybe after 10 seconds in the possession, he can get the ball in a different situation rather than a standard defense and do damage. Chris Paul will be a Laker when this contract is up. If LeBron is still healthy, and I hope so, and maybe he, he even, like, say that the Lakers have 10 millions yeah. for him, and he can really go that by foregoing his team option on the last year. Hmm. And the he Lakers, will not do that, but he'll wait a year and well, then do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not convinced the president of the Players Association will turn down $40 million. Even if they give him... I don't know, 45 in three years? Yeah, even if. Because he'll okay. get it the next year. Yeah, but he would be 38. And I don't know. Steve, you remember Steve Nash playing until he was however old? Yeah, yeah, I mean, but you have like one or two seasons then. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it and is. And he would play for a minimum. Maybe, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Well, anyway, he'll still be great. He'll still be great. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's start with uh, number five. Who is number five on your list? Uh, apparently, if I include um, Kemba Walker and Kyle Lowry mm -hmm. and Ben Simmons, number five is Kyle Lowry. Yep. That's, uh, that is my number five player, too. I... At first, didn't have him in there, and he kept showing up in in the stats that I was going through, and I was like, okay, I got to throw him in there. And then it became very apparent very quickly that he is a top five point guard in this league, and he's having kind of a similar season to Chris Paul, and that mm -hmm. his usage rate is about what Chris's is, and he's he's the leader of the team, and so there's there's a lot outside of the data that convinced me that this is the guy because that Raptors team just continues to win. And a lot of it's Pascal, but if you don't have Kyle Lowry there, I'm not convinced that this team has this kind of season. And so he's, he's been really impressive this year. Um, his real plus minus, he ranks fourth among all the guys in real plus minus at mm -hmm. 3.7 or 3.07. Uh, and then PER, he's, clearly the lowest but i think some of that has to do with his usage rate because he's a 17 per which is closer to average than it is to a guy like luca who's 27 so there's things that are pulling him down but he's overall just had a had a wonderful season um and defensively too is is where i couldn't ignore him is that he's yeah. one of the better guard defenders in the league especially compared to most of the guys on this list i think he's easily the best defender on this list and so except if if you on your list ben simmons is clearly the guy but if if you're like me and you don't have ben simmons then uh then lowry's the guy there yeah um a couple of insight from my let's call it model even if again it's one hour of frantic coding this morning before getting to my workstation which is like 10 meters from my bedroom, but but still, uh, I had to do it before going getting to my usual work. And Kyle Lowry shows up really big and basically all the advanced numbers. So he is the best in net rating. His team is the best while he plays. Mm -hmm. um, he has the best winning record of the of the crop. Um, he is very good in creating from pick and roll. Um, he, he is very good in terms of assists and having a low turnover uh, ratio and he also plays a lot which helps because if you have a great player that plays a lot um, he will probably add more value to your team so compared to Chris Paul basically from 0 to 1 he gets 0.95 in minutes played while Chris Paul takes 0.17 mm-hmm so it's a it's a wide margin um, as you said though there are a lot of like numbers um features of my model where chris paul and kyle lowry are both good and and those are of course pick and roll winning percentage net rating true shooting all this is very good for both mm -hmm. and 
and yeah, I mean, the results are basically I have the best player coming in at 8.7 and the worst, which is Colin Sexton at 3.32. Um, Kyle Lowry goes, shows in at 6.3, which is barely above Kemba Walker and Russell Westbrook which are my two player <laughs> in the bubble. And, and to be honest with you, yeah. um, it's probably unfair to, to Russell to have him out there. But if you include any efficiency measure, and I include just one I know. Uh, to be very kind to him, um, there is no way. Uh, he, mm-hmm. he just is uh, probably the worst in true shooting and close to the worst in, in isolation. And he's very bad in pick and roll creation for himself. And he's, together with James Harden, the worst in turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with him and Trey Young, sorry, also very bad in turnovers. And you and I didn't include the defense so far. So, I mean, to yeah. me, it's clear that if we have these features as measures of a point guard and his efficiency on the court, the ability, I include the ISO in pick and roll to showcase the ability to create a shot for for themselves. Um, I think that it's fair to say that Russ is not the top five point guard this season. Yeah, I mean, I I included Russ on my list, um, and so like in real plus minus, he does rate out well. He's mm-hmm. second in real plus minus um, behind mm-hmm. Luca, and then he per is a twenty one point five, so he's he's right there with Chris Paul and with Kimball Walker just right behind Trey Young. True shooting percentage is where it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like Damian Lillard, 62%. Chris Paul, 61. Trey, 60. Kimba's 57. Lowry's 58. And Westbrook's 54. Yeah. Percent. There's a pretty wide margin, yes. It's low. His usage rate is still 34.4, which is yeah. a lot. Uh, wind shares, he is the worst of the group in wind shares at a 4.3. Box plus minus, he's the worst by far. Yep. Chris Paul is more than double the win shares that Westbrook has, or the box plus minus that he has. Vorp, value over replacement player, he's the worst in that as well. Potential assists, he's third at 15.3 potential assists, which is nice. ISO points per possession, 0.88. It's, it's okay. It's not great. Yeah. And then pick and roll ball handler, he's he's dead last in this list. Um, and points points per game on drives, he's second at eleven point seven. Yeah, I should have included that as um, as one other way to to create. And this is to be fair with Russ, this is the way in which he manufactured points for Houston. Yeah. So, which is but, like double what more than double what Lowry does, about double yeah. what Chris Paul does, and Kemba yeah. Walker. So. I included Russ in my top five. He's the number four point guard on this list. Here are my reasons that don't include stats because I just read to you all these stats that would make you believe that I should not include Russell Westbrook on my list. I did. One, he's been a completely different player since about the beginning of January, the end of December. He's not shooting threes, and I deserve. I, he deserves a ton of credit for that because that's something that I just never thought that he would actually do. I thought... You know, he'll do it for a couple games and then he'll revert back to who he was before. And he hasn't done that. He's stayed just this aggressive monster on the court, always attacking, always attacking. And it's, it is really fun to watch him. Yeah. And he just, the relentless energy that he has. And I think that some of that is more than what he had with the Thunder the last two seasons. And I think that's because he doesn't play back to backs anymore. And they're kind mm-hmm. of giving him a, some time to rest. And so when he does play, he is relentless. Yes. And so I'm giving it to him because he's adapted. He's had a good season. If you There's a large chunk of the season that you, you can't ignore it. But I feel like it is fair because he that is, there's like a line of demarcation with Russell where he did change. Uh, because the beginning of the season, his shot selection was just as poor as it was here. And he's changed that. And since he's changed that, he's been much, much better. And so I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt while still putting, still weighing that, but also 
understanding that it takes a lot for Russell Westbrook to make a decision to stop doing something, especially shooting the ball from three. Yeah. And to me, he, he deserves credit. I hesitate to give the Rockets credit for that. Uh, I don't know how the decision was made, but I can only assume that that was made just by Russell and maybe they were nudging him to stop. Uh, but again, I would guess that the Thunder were nudging him to stop. <laughs> so I don't, yeah, I don't know that for sure, but I don't, I, I would guess that that would be the case. And so he's, to me, the way that he's adapted and also, you know, there's some unintended, there's a, there's a tons of consequences, obviously, to what's going on in the world right now. But this extended break for guys like Russell Westbrook is huge. And if yes. they if they do continue the season, let's say they just start the playoffs in June. Because the, the current update is that they're basically not going to be playing basketball for three months. At, yes. at minimum. That's correct. And so you get, I mean, it's probably late may beginning of june right that we get to before yeah unless they, they decide yeah unless they decide to do something very very different and completely um out of the box which is uh, basically fly all the nba player in a city that has or in an area that has i don't know two two places to play yeah like i don't know um place where you can adapt um a few gyms and and maybe an nfl stadium and maybe whatever you like having three or four courts mm -hmm. uh, close by you isolate all the player and like giving them the opportunity to have the family there but like without any other um social interaction mm -hmm. um just in front of cameras and then you you wait a period that will allow them to be checked Again, this is mandatory quarantine for everyone yeah. that stays into contact with these players. And then you play games. You mm -hmm. play games like, I don't know, three, four games a day. You try to, to manage the, um, the way in which you, you let player trains and, well, team practices. It will be extremely tough, but the NBA has resources to do so. And it's not yeah. reckless because if you can do that, then there is no no real uh, downside yes you lose tickets but you also probably get a lot in terms of tv ratings because oh we, we yeah yeah right now tvs are they they don't have anything <laughs> to play like uh, like i want to watch sport in tv and i cannot there is nothing i can watch except for like dvrs of past past games which is fine for a couple of days but, but it's also kind of depressing to be honest <laughs> exactly exactly i'm i'm doing like 45 minutes of crossfit today because i'm bored and i don't know what to do i, I probably ripped can... man it's gonna get totally yeah, ripped. yeah yeah my wife is doing crossfit as well i, I never seen her doing sports with such a like a tenacity and and like uh it's, she's doing every day so this will benefit us but uh, going back to the point i mean I think the NBA can do something like that. They yeah. will try. Um, I think something like that would be great for this season. And then maybe you could start next season as a, and maybe you have to start it later. And maybe you cut the games. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. just so many, there's just still so much up in the air. It's still so early yeah. to know that you can just throw whatever out there. But in the next couple months, we'll have an idea of what this looks like. Did you know that 75% of us are walking around everyday life chronically dehydrated? We are suffering needlessly from frequent headaches, energy slumps, and poor focus. It doesn't have to be this way. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day day and hydrant is backed by research the formula was developed by oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced efficient hydration there's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners the formula is vegan and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply 
you can save even more with a monthly subscription. For 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com and enter the promo code DUNK at checkout. That's drinkhydrant.com and enter the promo code DUNK for 25% off your first order. Drinkhydrant.com and enter the promo code DUNK. Okay. Yeah. Let's get back to a our list. Note, sorry. Our thing, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. A quick note on the list. Um, I'm reading the, the rating, like the mathematical rating. Um, I have, though, to make a judgment on the number I see. Um, and again, of the three players that are basically in the same ballpark in terms of numbers, Kyle Lowry, Kemba Walker, and Russell Westbrook, to me, Kemba Walker is that last. I, I never like Kemba as my go-to guard for a championship team. Yeah. Now, I really hope that, that the Celtics uh, win the next championship because it will be extremely fun, um, but I don't trust him. In on either side of the court to manage important possessions. And so he will never be a top five, even if the numbers are putting him slightly above than Russell Westbrook. Um, between Russ and Kyle Lowry, I have a really, really a hard time to pick. Yeah. Because on one hand, I understand all your arguments. On the other hand, if I if I am a GM and I want to get the point guard that puts me closer to the championship. Today, Lowry gives me more defense and way more flexibility. Like, if you are the Rocket, like, um, oof, why I don't remember? Daryl Morey, sorry. Uh, if you are Daryl Morey and Ujiri calls you and says, well, let us swap Lowry and Westbrook. Mm -hmm. What do you say? Do you think about it? I think you, you would think about it. Yeah. Because Lowry would be perfect alongside Harden. Even better than what Chris Paul was. Because Lowry can be effective even without the ball in sense. Former Rocket showed... Kyle Lowry. Yeah, exactly. Going back home. Um, I don't know. I mean, it is a fair question. And I don't know how to answer in terms of like me judging the two players. The, mm -hmm. the two are really close in my model. And... I th I think I will still give Lowry um, the I know the, the fifth spot and Russ being five B yeah. and Lowry five A. I think I would still want Russ over this version of Russ. I would prefer him over Lowry, just because I think he's so disruptive to mm -hmm. to what other teams do, and a lot of it will depend on the shooting around him. I mean, mm -hmm. our I mean that's that's the to me it's the biggest question is health, and then our guys like PJ Tucker and Daniel House and players like that hitting their threes because if they yeah. are great, you're gonna kill it. If they're not, you're completely screwed. I mean you're completely screwed because that's your there's your spacing. If they're not hitting, you can cheat off of them, and Russell can get you know doesn't isn't able to get to the rim whenever he wants. If those guys are on. You're cooked because Russell's getting to the yeah. rim every single time. Unless you decide, well, let me be cooked by... By Westbrook? By, um, no, no, by the others. Yeah. Let them shoot like 12 threes. Mm -hmm. Let's see if, if you can really do that. Yeah. Let's... Because like Eric Gordon will shoot 15 threes. Mm -hmm. uh, Daniel House and PJ Tucker, I am not sure, especially... If on every possession on defense, I go hard at PJ Tucker mm -hmm. in the post just to tire him out. I know sure. that, he, that this is not a good shot, but if I have Steven Adams, I'll say, well, I don't care how many you miss. You make him work on every rebound. You make him work. You just put your body on him. You like PJ Tucker is not as big as Steven Adams in terms of muscle. He is strong, strong as hell, but he will be tired by like five possession in a row where he has to defend and then he has to be effective on offense. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't, I watched a ton of Rockets, especially when Alex was in his Deborah Rockets <laughs> moment uh, to, to see why uh, he was so into it. Yeah. And I think he, he was right uh, in being like interested in, in the Rockets. Yeah. Oh, but they're interesting. No doubt. They are very interesting. And I watched a ton of game and I said, well, they are not really adapting defensively against them. They yeah. are still guarding them if they are a normal team. And of course, if you guard the Rockets as a normal team, you are cooked because yeah. you would say, well, 
wow, PJ is hitting, maybe I'll slide a little bit closer. No, 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 this is not what you want to do. You really want to stay in the middle ground against um, against Tucker and Daniel House and just play basically zone against Russ mm-hmm. and stay super close to James Harden. This is what I would do and nobody really adapted so far. And I think that in the playoff series, they will adapt. Yeah. I think teams started to adapt to the Rockets. A bit. It, yeah, a bit. Uh, but we'll see. That's it's a it is one of the more interesting storylines heading into the playoffs, the potential playoffs between the Rockets and whoever they play. You know, if they play end up playing a team like the Jazz, then I think they're gonna cook them. But other than that, I think yeah. that there's a lot of really interesting matchups that uh that I'm not sure that they can exploit every team but i still have russ in my top a lot of people love to just kill russell for his what happened in the playoffs but i just i don't understand not counting what he did positively in the playoffs in years prior i mean that spurs series in 2016 russell was so good in that game two in that game what was it game five Mm-hmm. of that series he was amazing and they don't even they don't even sniff winning that winning some of those games without him he was he's his as relentless as he was and just his ability to attack and to rebound and to do all these things he does impact winning and i know the big numbers don't aren't kind to him this season but i still know that he's got a lot of that in him still and so i the numbers say it's lowry but I still, there's still just a lot of me that leans Russell, just because I've, I've seen it, and if if and it all, a lot of it to me hinges on can James Harden take the team back? Can this be James? Harden? If this is James Harden's team, and you have Russell that is just attacking relentlessly, rebounding, doing all the things he can do, and in the playoffs, he's been a good defender at times. Yeah, and so if he can turn that on, which I know we've seen him do that, a lot of people don't don't think that you can just flip the switch. I think Russell can and we've because we've seen it over and over and over again. And so yeah. to me, I just feel like Russell still has a lot left in the tank. He's shown that this season. Cause I wondered that, like how much does Russell really have left? And he seems to have more <laughs> in the tank than last two seasons combined. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. You watch one game of him and you see, Oh, yeah. okay. Well, there's Russell. He's here. He's fully here. It's, yeah, and so yeah, yeah. I, and I also just love Russell Westbrook. So I'm I lean I lean Russell and and put him on my list of top five guys that you know. And part of it is who do you who would I want like heading into the playoffs? Who would I want as my point guard? And well, Ron, Russell makes my list on that as well. Yeah. So number four on my list, uh, number four is Chris Paul. Okay. He yeah. So I have Lowry five and Paul number four. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I already said that, but net rating, true shooting, pick and roll, and winning percentage are, and, and also a very low turnover ratio, yeah. are the the numbers that gives Chris Paul um, like um, the, a good good contribution. He is dead last. Uh, with Ben Simmons in points per game. Mm-hmm. And it's remarkable that without the counting stats, like the real counting stats, like points and, and rebounds, uh, and with a usage that is not that high because he's quite low in, in, the, in that category as well, he can be still um, the fourth best in my in my rating, I had version of this, including effective field goal, excluding the the, the usage rate, where Chris Paul was even third in this list. But I decided to to have him well to 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 go for the model that to me was closer to what I thought being um, an actual list of top five player. But still, mm-hmm. um, to have him there, it's it's quite remarkable. And to be honest, I would probably. If if you guarantee me that Chris Paul will be healthy for the entire uh, playoff run of OKC, 
I would probably choose him above both Lowry and Westbrook because the shot creation that he gives you, it's remarkable. And, and the fact that he always makes the right choice. Now, you can argue that Chris Paul has more bad playoff moments than good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like the, I didn't even include the clutch uh, the clutchness of Chris Paul of this season because that right. would would have probably broke the model, um, <laughs> but still, yeah, the he is playing at a totally like different level this season. Uh, he's playing in a different way. He's not ball dominant, but he's still completely in command of the offense. Yeah, and to be able to get to have the numbers plus that, it's it, it's remarkable to me. Yeah, he's number three on my list. Uh, oh, wow. I, I'm very curious to see which one of the players that I have in the top three you don't have in I'm your list. I'm extremely interested as well <laughs> to find out where I screwed up. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's the way that he has affected this team that, I mean, remember Jeremy Grant said that the Thunder were a sinking ship and he was glad to get out of there. Yeah. He said that before the season started. And the Thunder are, it looked like it for the first like 12 games. <laughs> it was like, okay, you yes. were, you were right, Jeremy. We're going yes. down. <laughs> and sort of though. Yes. Yes. But sort of, they, they were losing against great teams by, by a hair. Yeah. And they also lost to the Wizards. Yes. That, that was bad. Yeah. That, that game was really bad. <clears throat> but they figured it out and they've been spectacular. And it's been at the leadership of Chris Paul. And there's just not, as far as leadership goes, I mean, he's, if you had a leadership stat, he'd be number one for me, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially in this situation. And this is where I think Chris has struggled because he is, he has to be the leader. And if he's not the Mm -hmm. leader, he's got to have somebody that's, he respects above him. And I don't think he had that with Blake Griffin. I don't think he had that with James Harden. Clearly, he did not. I mean, we don't even have to say I don't think. Clearly, that was not the case with Chris and James and Chris and Blake Griffin. Yeah. I think he could have that with LeBron. I think if LeBron's yes. on his team, I think that that's different. Uh, but with this team, it's it, there's no question where everybody's looking. The entire organization looks to him. Not just the players. Everybody looks to him. He's the president of the Players Association. Like He's a very important person. But... The way that he leads whenever he is the man is just incredible. It's been incredible to see what he's done with, with a lot of these guys. I just can't imagine having anybody but him to mentor Shea Gilders Alexander. I mean, it's just been that's a that's been a godsend for the Thunder to have him and Shea come in on the same season. Because it, it's it's been really fun to watch and you feel like that's this is the exact person that needs to be teaching him how to play and how to get to his spots and how and you know and how to lead a team and that I couldn't I could not imagine a better person and then you look at the stats and real plus minus he's third uh, amongst the players that I had at a 3.31 PER he's 21.7 which is fourth true shooting percentage 61 percent he's second on my list usage rate he is almost he's right neck and neck with Kyle Lowry for for last place. Win shares, he's third. 8.1. He's tied with Luca in win shares. Box plus minus. He's fourth at a 4.4 just behind Kemba. Uh value over replacement player, he's third at a 3.2. Potential assists are lower at a 12.2, which is second to last. Kemba was 8.2 potential assists. Wow, which is pretty wild. Uh, ISO points per possession is lower to 0.95, um, third from the bottom pick and roll ball handler. He's second on my list. 1.09. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's still an elite pick and roll ball handler and then points per driver low 6.3. That's just not the kind of player he is anymore. But I just, if a playoff were to start in June or whenever it's going to start, I mean, you have to have a lot of confidence in with Chris Paul on your team because he's been incredibly clutch. He's going to make the right plays. He's going to defend. I mean, the way he defended Jason Tatum was unbelievable. 
And you, yeah. and you mentioned Kimball Walker, like not wanting Kimball Walker. You know what solidified that for me? When he turned and dribbled the wrong direction at the end of that game. <laughs> and Dennis Schroeder stole the ball from him when he, when he spun back around because he had to turn around. So I'm done with you, Kimba. You, you it's, a, it's a Zoolander, Zoolander move. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm not. No way. No way. I'm out, I'm out yeah. on you, Kimba, and that's part of the reason why. I mean, that game itself like solidifies to me why I want Chris Paul and why I would not want a guy like Kimba Walker just the way they performed. And it also makes me question like where Dennis Schroeder would be on this list. If we extended it to 10, you know, where would he be on this list? And I'm curious, where is he on your list? Um, so he's in position 13 after Drew Holiday at 4.6. I will publish my list uh, so that like yeah. everyone can make fun of me uh, for this CB rating. Um, I don't think it's silly at it, all. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have to, to include more stuff and probably uh, putting weights on, on a few categories because sure. probably steals cannot count as much as assists or, um, well, yeah, assists or or points or like there is a, a good mix. But but still it's remarkable that I have uh, the list, the, like the top five is as such because I think it's very close to what I think would be a very like like my list if i don't look at the numbers mm -hmm. um now i have two players in position three and two in in and i have luca at 7.3 and damian lillard at 7.9 yeah um so lillard is very very good in terms of numbers but you cannot discount the fact that his team yeah has been so bad mm -hmm. uh, but i wonder like put Dame Lillard or Luka Doncic on the Thunder and let them play as much as Chris did. Is OKC record very different? Probably yes, because of the clutchness. But it, I mean, the team on any given night would be as strong or probably will have a little bit more in terms of upside because of the the scoring punch and the physicality of these two players. Yeah. So it's fine for me to have both of them ahead of Chris Paul. Um, I have yet to decide the the order between the two because, like, analytic-wise, probably Lillard has um, a little bit more. If you, if you take into account the playoff history, you can say that Lillard tends to perform well in the playoffs, mm -hmm. sometimes and sometimes not. And, and Luca is a complete... Um, we don't have data. Um, if I go back with my memory to the Euroleague final, I can see that Luca can be very, very good in a win or go home environment. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. I mean, to me, they are pretty close and I don't know who to put in the second place. If I go with my heart, it will probably be Luca because Luca is, is awesome. I, I really love him play, but but Lillard deserves a lot of credit because even in a bad season, he showed up almost every single night, putting astonishing numbers on the court every single night. And in the right setting, he can also be an okay defender when mm -hmm. he wants to. Probably not every night, but still. Yeah. I have... So number two, I have Dame. Okay. I think he's been unbelievable. <laughs> he's had such a good season. It's and it goes unnoticed because his team is losing, and that's why you, mm -hmm. I considered him for number one on my list. Mm -hmm. uh, but I I could not name him number one just because of that, just because of that fact. But you look at all these stats, and he is unbelievable. Twenty six point two per, sixty two percent true shooting percentage. He's the best amongst this group. Yeah, usage rates to thirty point two, which is just. It's a it's a reasonable usage rate to me. It's yes, it's, it's good. Uh, win shares, he's number one at a nine point six. Box plus minus, he's number two at a seven point two. Value of a replacement player, he's number one. Yeah, at a four point nine. Uh, potential assists, fourteen, which is just okay. Uh, mm -hmm. ISO points per possession, he's number one, one point oh eight on isolations. <laughs> It's so he's, stupid. He's <laughs> unbelievable. Yes. Number one is the pick and roll ball handler in points per possession. Yes. 1.14. 1. 
yeah that that is that is incredible it's absurd that's a crazy number (laughs) such a crazy number and then points per game on drives he's 10.5 points which is only a point less than russell westbrook yeah he is having an amazing season and it's just it's it's, such a shame that what they did to that team in the offseason yeah yeah they had a team they really had a team. They just had to sign Nerlens Noel for the mini mid-level exception. Yeah, yeah don't. <laughs> that is you don't all you have that. to do. Yeah, and keep <laughs> keep your wings. I mean, just why couldn't you just keep those guys? What I, mean, I don't know. And now they ended up with Whiteside and Mello, and they start. And it's just like, what did you do? You wasted yeah. a year of Damian Lillard's prime, is what you did. You screwed this up. What he needed and... was guys that could defend around him so that he could go do his thing. And then if they can hit yeah. shots every once in a while, great. Yeah. But to go get Hassan Whiteside and to go get Carmelo Anthony to start on your team, I mean that's this is what happens when that's your interior defense. Your your toast. Yeah. Yeah no, I don't understand. And like to say that they screwed just one year of Lillard career, it's probably an understatement. I think they put themselves into a very bad situation also for next season because they yeah. don't have, um, well, they might have a way to improve, but it's not trivial. And yeah. they don't know what they need now because this season, they it showed that when you have just Dame and CJ and no center, no power forward and a bad wing rotation in general, you are a bad team. So what did you really learn that you didn't know? Uh, and, and which which player is really suited to play alongside them? You, you don't have a, an idea. And so what do you do? You you, you go and re-sign Melo? Really? You try to, to get, like, I don't know, another center to, to wait for Nurkic, which, I don't know, well, probably maybe if the season restart in June uh, and they played, like, I don't know, five, six games, probably Nurk can play. Yeah. But you still think it's so. yeah. It's it's terribly terribly difficult now to to say well we're just a few moves away. Mm-hmm. Last season you were a few moves away. You can say well maybe I just replace Harkless with a player like Gallinari and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And credit to them there is no Rodney Hood, but also you don't know how Rodney Hood will play when he goes back. So you have a lot of uncertainty and I don't think that they did a good job of putting Lillard in it, in the best position for success nor not for this season and maybe uh for the future seasons as well and so who knows what do you do you trade them if he wants out oh man like it will destroy the western conference something like that it will change like the scenarios because if you add damian lillard to a good team i don't know milwaukee has probably the assets to to take him and like can you imagine dame dame and janis they can really say well let's uh, uh, we will give you five first round picks or swaps plus Bledsoe and Di Vincenzo like something like that yeah just give us Dame can you imagine that team yeah that would be unbelievable yeah but let's go back to the list uh do I have to be ashamed to be on the podcast with you because you don't have Luca Doncic as as your in your top five no you don't oh you have you have him? Yeah. You don't have James Harden? I didn't put James on my list. Oh. Oh. I see. To me, he's not. Okay. To me, he hasn't been the point guard of that team. So I just don't include him. Okay. Didn't include him. Oh. Well, well then we have the same list. Close close to the same yeah, list. Yeah, we have close to the same list. I have Luca number one. Okay. No. Okay. Then I have... Okay. So... Uh, a little bit on James Harden, and then we'll go back and talking about Luca. Yeah. Um, I have James Harden as the clear cut number one in my list. Mm-hmm. He is the top in ISO. Uh, is even better than than Lillard. He is in the top of uh, another two other two categories: usage and and points per game. He is close to the top in true shooting. Close to the top in net rating. And still very good in terms of, of steal and winning percentage when he plays. There is no real argument for me that James is not a point guard, uh, to be fair, because I 
I really think that I want him to be a point guard with the ball in his hands as much as he can. But it's there is true in what you just said. And Westbrook is probably handling more of the traditional point guard duties. Mm -hmm. um, do you agree that if we put here James Harden, he would probably be number one? Yeah, kind of. I don't know mm. about the the leadership stuff comes into question a little bit for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably so. I don't know. He's had such, and he's had a weird year. He's obviously, he's statistically the best, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I would, I don't know. I really don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I think that, I don't know that he's clear cut. I'll say that. I think that okay. he, I haven't, I haven't played with the numbers enough to, to say, but it may, okay. they would probably convince me that he is the number one guy, but just gut feeling on it. Was that the guy that I want leading my team? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Dame yeah, showed so much in last year's playoffs. He showed yes. so much. And the leadership that he showed was unbelievable. And Harden doesn't have a playoff moment. That is He doesn't. He didn't he hasn't waved correct. goodbye to anybody. I mean, he no. he shredded the Thunder. I mean, completely shredded them. And if the organization did anything competent in the offseason, they would be in position, I don't know, they'd be the five seed or whatever, you know, where, the, yeah. you know, they'd bump the thunder back. Yeah. But they completely screwed up. God, can you imagine? And I know that Luca is my number one point guard, but can you imagine him on Dallas? Him Lillard? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine that. That's, a, oh, that's that. a, that's a, that's a, I mean, they don't have as many assets, but. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's difficult. Because they they already mortgage a lot to get Porzingis, which which is a good get. What uh, what if what if Lillard said he wanted out, and mm -hmm. Dallas offered Porzingis? Yeah, if I am, this will sound extremely stupid, but if I am, if I have him in position to choose between five first round picks and Porzingis, I will probably take the first round picks. Yeah. No, I, I understand. I understand that. And if I am Dallas, I would not go that far because it seems that they have something between Luca and and Kristaps that works. They seems to, to go along very well. Yeah. And it will shorten a lot the the timeline if you include a guy like Lillard. If you can't do it, keeping uh, keeping Luca and Kristaps by just mortgaging more uh, of your future, then yes. But if you cannot, then it's it's tricky. I know that it sounds clear cut, like wow, we can get Lillard. Let's get Lillard. Yes, th that is true. But but Luca needs to be your number one guy. And with Lillard there, he is not the clear-cut number yeah. one guy for me. And it's tricky. I mean, you always want to make talent work, but you have to be mindful about the fact that the two talents need to be in the same page, on the same page. And it's harder with two guys that are in two completely different moments of their career. Like with Shea and Chris, it's very easy. A, because Shea is not as dominant as Luca, mm -hmm. and B, because Chris is not in his prime. He is in a very different place with respect to Lillard. Lillard yeah. is a guy in his prime that wants to be the guy, and he should be the guy. Now, I just said, let's trade him to, to Milwaukee, where there is a clear-cut guy. But that is a different scenario. Like, Giannis is an established player in this yeah. league. He's an MVP, and, and Lillard will be like the second in the pecking order, clearly, but would be an amazing second guy. He would be oh, the yeah. perfect second guy. Like, can you imagine playing pick and roll between Lillard and, and, and Giannis as a screener? Like, <laughs> you can play would, pick and roll 30 feet from the basket, and, and if the defense close out, then Giannis in three steps is, in, is dunking. Um, like, that would be amazing. But but yeah, I, I I really want Luca to be the guy in Dallas. So mm -hmm. if you can get Chris Paul to Dallas, for example, yeah, that would be compl probably you already mentioned that, um, or, or we discussed it in in the past. I don't remember, mm -hmm. but he would be perfect there because again, different 
path, different moments in their career, and Chris could be the guy that takes that touches the ball very little in the first few in the first three quarters, and then he just helps Luca to be like a closer yeah. by putting the team right there. Yeah, I totally get it. I also think how okay. Let's say you're going into a playoff series, and you mm-hmm. have. Chris Stapps and Luca to play against. You're like, okay, like that's scary, but I can, I think we, maybe we can handle that. If it's Dame and Luca, I'm mortified. I am just like, I'm, they're going to kill yeah. us. Yeah. And, no, no, no. And on where, paper. Yeah. On paper is awesome because again, you can do the same stuff that you do with Janice. I just wonder about chemistry there. I'm not scared about the technical fit. Like yeah. I, I I re- I'm really don't like. Do you have is... Luca screening for? Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> you are you are dead right. Yes, uh. it, it will work, but you have to make it. You have to make it work. Uh, and maybe Luca says, "Wow, I love them. He's my hero. Yeah. I will give him the ball as many times as you want." And that, and maybe Lucas, uh, maybe Dem says, "Well, I I really like how Luca plays. Let's make it work." Yes. Mm-hmm. In that case, I think they would. Dame's leadership style is not, he's not like these other guys. He's different. And so I just, I, I wonder. Anyways, hypothetical deal. But, uh, okay. So you had James Harden, number one. You have Luca, too? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then, so Luca's number one for me. He, his real plus minus is the best of this group. PER is the best of this group. Uh, True shooting percentage. Uh, fifty-eight percent, which is still very, very good. Usage rate thirty-seven percent, which is yeah. just outrageous. That's an outrageous number. It's the same as James Harden. Yeah, like, yeah, exact same. He's twenty. I know. He is going to be the best player in the league. He's going to be the best yeah. player in the NBA. Period. The end. That's over. It's done. It's decided. He will be the best player in the league in the next five years, if not before. Then he will be the best player. I just have no Do doubt you- in my mind. Do you remember when we said that saying that Luca could be a top five talent was disrespectful for the league? <laughs> yeah. Or preposterous? <laughs> oh, I remember. I, I I I remember too. I mean it was but it was out there. It was clear. Yeah. He was dominating a tough league. Like now it would have been a great time for a US guy to watch EuroLeague if EuroLeague was to be played, but they mm-hmm. canceled that as well. Mm-hmm. So no EuroLeague as well. But now that you have time, maybe try to watch Luca, some some DVR of Luca in yeah. that league because he was sensational. And you could see that. And I remember guys like Nate Duncan saying, well, there was a defender that gave him fits. Yes, yes, the EuroLeague allows like very physical defense like defensive schemes and and basically there are there were like two guys on him all the time while leaving guys like um i don't even remember tavares yes uh completely open because he was a known threat from anywhere in the court besides being like one inch from the rim so uh, yeah i mean lucas struggled uh, because that is a pro league and he was 17 and a half <laughs> so yeah but but he was doing he was like taking guys off the dribble and shooting from 30 feet with ease he was amazing and now is basically showing his awesomeness in the league as as he did in the EuroLeague and yeah and yeah I mean but go go with Aiden or Marvin Bagley yeah <laughs> go with Aiden or Marvin Bagley God the Marvin Bagley pick is so bad dude I mean, yeah, but also the Aiton pick they is bad pick. because it's they're the number so one bad. pick. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so bad. Oh, they're both so bad. I mean, it's going to be one <laughs> of the worst draft picks ever. I mean, this yeah. is this is maybe even worse than Darko Milicic, you know, because none of the guys that were picked instead of Darko would possibly be the best player in the NBA. And Luca, yeah, he just turned 21 well, 17 days yeah. ago. So there's that. February 28th, same day as my brother. I'll never forget that now. Wow. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And this guy's 21 years old. He leads the pack against all these guys. Now, I'd be interested to see if we had a healthy Steph Curry this year, where he would be. I assume that he would be close to the top, if not the best guy. Um, oh, I, 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 I think he would be the top. Yeah. 
like he, like he was for the past I don't know three seasons when he played. Yeah, I really think that he changes the the dynamic of the game. Mm-hmm. And even if the stats are not in his favor, he would probably lead the 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 league in net rating through shooting. Oh, dude. like points, yeah. but like. He's a very low turnover guy. He can he can have like pick and roll ISO crazy pick and roll and ISO numbers, and the winning percentage would be <laughs> probably the best. So, mm-hmm. no step maybe. step maybe yeah depending on like close to close to yeah. he would be in the top five for sure. Yeah, as you said. Yeah, in the um, top five. For, yeah, uh, it is. Can I can I use my last like few seconds in, on the pod to say that Trey Young and Shea are very very good point guards yeah and and even if it's true that luca is in another stratosphere as a player um you can say that those would be th- those guys could be top 10 top 20 players where's shay following your list uh just just uh outside of the top 10 or right at 10 probably hmm. at 5.5 and Trey Young is uh, one step ahead at 5.7. Wow. Shea is very bad in points uh, compared to others. Um, he's not uh, high in steals nor in true shooting percentage where he, he is not great. He's good, but not great. Mm-hmm. And also the usage is not on the same level as guy like Trey Young. For example, Trey Young has 0.87 points for usage. Um and Shea has 0.19. Yeah. So it's not even close. Yeah. No, no, it's not. There's it's not really close. anybody on the Thunder that has a tremendous usage rate this no. year. No. And in fact, like Shea has a big has a better mark in 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 that category compared to Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh a couple of stats and then uh, a final stat for Luca. He's uh, box plus minus, he's the best amongst this group at 8.5. Vorp, he's the best, or he's second best, 4.8, just behind Lillard's 4.9. Uh, potential assists for Luca, 16.3. <laughs> wow. The only person that was better on Is the this list. double the, the, the number that Kemba had? Yeah, double. Wow. Just just under double, but yeah, right there. Uh, Trey Young, 17.3 <laughs> potential assists per game. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trey Vision is something else. It's, um, it's like really something he's else. Crazy. I saw points per possession one point oh three for Luca. Yeah, it's crazy. One point oh four for pick and lo- pick and roll ball handler points per possession, and then uh, points per game on drives. Luca number one, twelve point three, better than Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I mean that just that just solidified everything for me. For whatever reason, that shouldn't have been the tipping point. <laughs> Because there's all these other great things. But when I saw that, I was like, because Russell, that's his thing. That's Russell's thing. And whenever you are better than Russell at his thing, to me, it's just that blew my mind. Uh, And then the last stat is that I think he has the most nicknames amongst this group as well on basketball (laughs) reference. The Matador, Cool Hand, The Don, Wonder Boy, and Swaggy L. Have you ever heard anybody call him Swaggy L? Because that makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable no no the only one that i i heard was wonder boy that was yeah was something even in europe yeah, yeah. this is his second year in the league mckelly yeah oh i know i i i will i mean the the, the 2019 draft was um oh 2018 draft was like on my it's on my calendar uh, yeah I, I will remember it for for a long time it's crazy let me and then let's we'll go after this but just reading his raw stats is a is a trip 28 points per game a steal per game 8.7 assists 9.3 rebounds per game unbelievable unbelievable raw stats and then you include all these other things and it's so insane it's just crazy it's absolutely crazy the Really, the true shooting percentage at 58 is great, but that will get better because he's only shooting 31% from three. Yeah. That will improve. He's a better He's better than 31% from three. That will improve. But, hey, I didn't think, I didn't know that we could go over an hour on this <laughs> top five topic. I was like, maybe we'll go half an hour. I don't know. Uh, but obviously, we uh, we kept this going. I hope that you enjoy the show. 
Uh, we're going to continue to do top fives on Monday. So if you have an idea for a top five that you want to hear, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. So follow us on Twitter at uh, Mikey Barra and at Andrew K. Schlecht. You can follow our podcast at Down to Donkey. You can tweet at any of those or all of them. It would be great. And give us your ideas for top fives or stuff that you would want to hear. Because uh, we will continue to produce podcasts. We will continue to produce content for you uh, in the wake of uh, all of this crap. And it sucks. And it's hard. And uh, But we're going to get through it together. We're going to continue to forge ahead as a community of people uh, with our show, uh, with a community online. So let's just let's stick together and let's continue um, to just try to have some fun. We're going to try to lay off the uh, coronavirus topics as much as possible unless it's completely necessary because it, to me it's depressing to turn on every podcast and hear about it. So we're going to just continue to produce, try to produce fun content, fun debates, stuff like that. So let us know what you want to hear. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday.